Welcome to Symphony of Sound, where we're blending God's Word into the very rhythm of life. This is your hostess, Linda C. Shaw, creative vocal entrepreneur and poetic lyricist of Symphony of Sound. Happy to be with you to bring to you this year's first audio experience. The audio experience is an opportunity for you to learn about authors, their new audiobooks, hear segments of the audiobooks, and special perks such as getting free review copies of the author's audiobook. So stay tuned and get ready for your audio experience only on Symphony of Sound. Symphony of Sound listeners, I am excited to bring to you again author David J. Watkins, the phenomenal first-time writer, correct, of When Faith Has Been Exhausted. He has already released his book through Dixon Publishing Company, which is a local publishing company in Aurora, Colorado. Mr. Watkins, welcome. And may I ask you, what was your experience working with Dixon Publishing? It was an awesome experience. As a first-time writer, they really helped me with everything. You know, I didn't know nothing. I just wrote the book. I had no idea what, what, what it was about. And Paulina, Miss Niece Dixon, was this awesome. She took my hand personally and just walked me through everything. And I felt like I was, you know, I was in good hands because she took me through the whole process. It was amazing because she really did an awesome job. So I recommend them to everybody. Awesome publishing. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. So on that same vein, what made you decide to put your book on audio? I did because I love, I listened to some audio books before and it just brings the book to life. I listened to some of your readings, Miss Linda, and it just brought the book to life. When you read it, you don't get the quite the same emotion. When you listen to it, it just brings out emotions that you never thought you had. People can really understand the characters and what they're feeling when they hear the audio book versus reading it. I think it's an awesome, awesome tool, and it's a it's a very effective tool to me. So that's why I was like, I need to put on audio. Plus, most people prefer listening than read when they're driving in their cars. They have mm-hmm. no time to read as much, so they, the audio tool is a great tool for people on the go. They don't have the time to do it, you know, to read. So that's mm-hmm. why I did it too. I feel it would be a great way to get get the word out. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, what was your inspiration? for writing this book? Well, it was a couple of things. Um, I think the biggest thing was just to put on paper what I was feeling when I wrote the book, to to kind of, as God motivated me to write the book, I felt like this book was a great example of what God was doing in my life. And it was this inspiration came from my, from my experiences, but just what I wanted to become as a man, I wanted to write what I wanted to become as a man in Christ. And I got, I still got a little ways to go there, but the Y'all book, I, I know we all do, I guess, but as I read the book, I started reading the book again the other day and I just, I just read and I'm like, I want to be that guy. I want to be the main character. I want to be him. So, and also as a friend of mine, the lady in the book was a good friend of mine and she, um, was really, you know, I was, I'll give you a story. I was struggling before I wrote the book and I was angry. And I come home, I lost a job, I was mad. 
And she was like, what's wrong? I'm just tired of this stuff. And she's like, why don't you just start writing? And I was like, writing? She's like, write what you feel. I was like, okay. So I started writing that night, just about the things that were going on in my life. And I was telling the guy, I was like, God, I'm tired of what, I'm tired of what, what, what's going on. And then I started writing the first chapter, then turned to three chapters, then it turned to six chapters. And then about halfway through, I was like, you got a book here. I'm like, I know. She's like, well, you got to finish it. So I wrote the book in like seven months, but it just flowed out when I started to kind of write down what I felt, you know, and what, how God was moving in my life at the time. So it was her and God with the two main inspirations why I wrote the story. It really was. Tell us a little bit about your main character. I heard you mention, you know, that you were writing this for somebody that you sort of aspired to become. Tell us just a little about okay. your characters. Okay, the male lead is named Donovan. And the biggest thing about Donovan is that he really wants to be a man of God. He wants to really, really embrace God's character. And the little bit I'm going to say, he, he's struggling to get there. He's like every man I know, I think. Mm-hmm. We want to do good, but we struggle. So he is a work in progress. So if you read the book, you understand that he is a man that's trying to get to a place where we're all trying to get to. He hasn't got there yet. Okay. What about the main female character in your book? That's Tina, who is based on kind of my friend. She's a woman that wants to be loved. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't found it with the first husband. So she's still looking for that love that she knows she wants to have. People tell me, well, you know, that's not real. And that's corny. I'm like, well, if you ask any woman, they want to be loved first. And people know that's not true. I'm like, yes, it is. We want to be loved. What are you talking about? So she is this. She had a bad relationship, and she's just trying to find someone to love her for herself. She, you know, she's kind of on the fence with God. As the book goes on, you see how Christian. She's not really fully there yet. So, as the book goes on, she becomes more in line with God. She comes to the point where she starts to really trust God. You know, but it takes a long time for her to get there. So she's a woman. I think like most women that. One a good man, we can't find one yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they struggling to find one, like most women I know. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask this question. Why did you choose to have an interracial couple in your book? Well, you know, I like to be controversial. I, I, was, I was writing, I was like, well, you know, some folks ain't going to like this. But I just, the lady was a white woman. I was, that my friend was a white woman. So as I wrote, I was like, I have to be truthful, you know. I kind of I enjoyed writing it because I just, I feel like we need to love each other. And there's so much separation between the races. There's so much separation between us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we need to understand that everybody's the same underneath. We're all the same. We're different, but the same. So I just, uh, I said, well, to my, my friend Reddy's like, well, she's interested. I'm like, yeah. He's like. Why'd you do that? I said, because I just wanted to spark people's curiosity. I want people to maybe have an opinion about it as they wrote it. So I like to have controversy. So I kind of was like, yeah, let's go with this. Mm -hmm. Why did you put so much emphasis on family in the book? Well, you know, your family is everything. You know, I, I, people may say they don't have a family, but your family is, when you go through tough times, you go through hard times, your family's all you have sometimes. And I think that is a part of culture that we haven't, Tyrell's not really a family oriented to me. Everybody's out for themselves. 
Now, I came from New York City. I grew up in New York City. And then you, when I was growing up, I, I had my aunts all around me, my uncles. We had a big family, and we, we spent a lot of time together. And I just feel like that's missing out here. Some, somehow it's missing. So I spent a lot of time on it because when I was going through my struggles, my mom was huge in my life, my sister. My family was really huge in my life. So I wanted to show everybody that your family is important, and I think they are important. Absolutely. Now, tell me what is one thing you would like our listeners to know so they can hurry up and purchase your book? The one thing I want them to know is that this is a book that kind of goes against what people believe God to be. I think that the one thing I, people will say is that, how come it didn't end the way I wanted it to end? How come there's a there's a, a bad thing that happens to the main characters? And I'm like, because sometimes God doesn't give you the answer you want. Sometimes you have to go, to, go through things that are hurtful to grow, you know? And I think that people in society just don't, they give up when God, when something bad happens, they give up. They say, God's gone. God didn't left me. God's not here. And that's not, the, that's not the case. God's always with us. We have to endure some hard times, but he's there with us. So I think, one thing I wanted to stress with the book was that, yeah, maybe sometimes you don't get what you want, but God's always faithful to you. And imagine what you go through, God's going to be there. Amen. He's going to be there for you. Wherever you go, he's going to be there. I hear you. you know? I hear you. That is awesome. And I tell you, hey, if that's not enough to pique people's interest, I don't know what is. Except this. We're going to play an excerpt from the book for them to get a little listen as okay. to what when faith has been exhausted sounds like. Okay. Here we go. Chapter 9. The Dinner. Friday, July 24th. It was going to be a hot one in the mile high today. The sun was out and roaring by eight. Donovan was trying to escape the penetrating sun rays that were flowing into his bedroom, but he was unable to. He looked at the radio on the nightstand to see what time it was. As Donovan relaxes in his bed, his thoughts are on the last eight weeks. He has enjoyed spending time with Tina. Her house was looking nice. He was happy that he was able to help. He decided to roll out of bed and turn on the shower. Once the water was hot, he jumped in to wake up. Immediately, his whole body felt refreshed. He took a nice long shower to make sure that he was fully awake. Once he had gotten himself together, it was time to face the world. He wondered if anybody else was up as he strolled into the kitchen to find some food. Good morning, Nick. Someone is in a good mood today. I am. How is your car? So far, everything is still good. Good, well, I am out of here. I will see you later. He finishes his bacon and then makes the short walk across the street to Tina's house. It is already hot out here. Even though it is hot, the mountains look beautiful off in the distance. 
things are quiet in the neighborhood so far. Donovan decides to say hello to Tina before he gets started with his day. Before he has a chance to knock, Tina opens the door. She has a big smile on her face. Hello. Hello. Hey, why are you looking at me like that? Tina asks. No reason. Why are you smiling? Maybe I'm in a good mood. Is it against the law for me to smile? No. I have never seen you smile like this before. I like it. Guess who I ran into the other day? Who? Mr. Eric Riley. Really? He looks so sad. I decided to say hello to him, and I also informed him that you were back in town. He looked so excited when I told him you were back. In the next moment, Donovan avoids the wooden spoon that was hurled his way. I was just kidding. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to hit you. I guess it slipped out of my hands. You could have fooled me. Remind me to wear a helmet the next time I mess with you. That thing came close to hitting me in the head. You have a pretty good arm. You don't have to joke around like that with me. I forgot who I was messing with. You are still the same girl that you were in high school. You are quiet on the outside, but fiery as hell on the inside. Yeah, I see that you have not changed as well. Yeah, you have the same sense of humor that you had when we were in school. I didn't see your car in the driveway. There was another car out there. Did you sell it? Donovan asks. Oh, no. I put it in the garage. I want to sell it, but I have to wait before I can do that. Okay. That is my mom's car. Since she can't drive it, I figured that would work for me for now. That makes sense. Besides, the last time that you rode in that car, it upset you. I didn't think you would miss it. Yeah, I was tripping that night. You never explained to me what was wrong with you. I want to apologize for my behavior that night. When I saw how nice your car was, it messed me up. Why did it bother you so much? Well, that car had to cost some money. My car is nothing like that. I know I can't afford anything like that, and it bothered me. Oh, so you thought that your financial status would affect our friendship? I guess you forgot about all the time we have spent together over the last two months or so. I guess that I choose my friends based on the car they drive. No, it was not like that. What was it like then? Look, I overreacted, but I just did not know what to think. I made some assumptions that I can see now were wrong. 
I guess so. That evening was going great and then suddenly you changed. I was wondering what I had said to you to make it change. It wasn't you at all. I just made a mistake. I am sorry. I should have known better. Are we good? Tina doesn't answer for a few minutes. Donovan can tell that she is still angry with him. Look, I made a mistake in judgment. I am sorry. Can you forgive me? Yes, you did. I expect to have my happy Donovan around from now on. No angry Donovan. Okay, you have a deal. Are we good now? Yes, we are. I want to talk to you tonight about your terrible judgment. Do you have any plans for tonight? No. What is going on? Well, I want to make you a special dinner. That will work. What's the occasion? I want to thank you for all the help you have given to me. I was not sure how I was going to get all this work done. Out of the blue, here you come to help me. It was nothing. Oh, it was something. Let's look at our work. They began their tour. All the walls looked good. The best room has got to be the living room. The colors are vibrant and seem to accent the place very well. Tina is ecstatic about the new look. The house has a modern feel to it now. I am thrilled with the way the house looks. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. What time is it? Tina asks. Let's see. According to my phone, it is four. I am going to go home and get ready for dinner. Okay. That will give me time to prepare something special for you. What's for dinner? That's going to be a surprise. You are not going to tell me. Not a chance. You will have to wait until tonight to find out. What time should I come back? Come back at six. We can continue our conversation while we are waiting for our dinner to finish cooking. As Donovan is walking home, he has a big smile on his face. Things are going well. He can't wait to spend the evening with her. It feels like this is a date, even though they are not calling it that. His mind is racing with excitement. This woman has touched something way down deep in his soul. Donovan likes her a lot, and he cannot hide it anymore. As he walks in the door, Nicole and Sheila look at him like there is something wrong with him. Well, someone is still in a good mood. What's going on over there? Nicole asked with a concerned look on her face. Nothing. We had fun today, that's all. Are you sure? Yeah, 
I'm going back over there for dinner. I thought you were going to be home. She just wants to thank me for helping her out. Are you sure that's all she wants to give you? I'm sure. You guys are tripping. Malcolm called. He said that they were going to stop by. Oh, just tell them I have something to do. I hate to rush, but I better get ready. Have fun. I will. Don't have too much fun, Nicole adds. I plan on it. Don't wait up. Make sure you take your key because I am not getting out of bed to let you in. Meanwhile, across the street, Tina thinks about her upcoming divorce. She is sure that Donovan will be asking her questions about her personal life tonight. Up until this point, Tina has not thought about it. She didn't expect to see him again. So this has been a pleasant surprise. It would not be fair to keep him in the dark about her marital status, though. He may not want to wait for her to be divorced. Tina had a feeling that Donovan liked her, but she was not sure how much, though. If he wanted to get serious, then she was not the woman for him. Maybe he would be cool with being friends for a while. Somehow, she felt that everything would be fine between them, though. Tina liked him as a friend. Hopefully, he felt the same way. At Nicole's house, Donovan was wondering the same thing. He liked Tina but he knew he was in no financial shape to be with her. She must have had a husband with some money. There has been no mention of anybody in her life yet, but that does not mean anything. He had not planned on hooking up with her again, so it should not be a big deal. Hopefully, she will let him down easy so he could just go home and feel rejected. Donovan decides to stop thinking about all this stuff. It was not doing him any good. He goes into the bathroom and takes a shower. There are two outfits in his closet that he wants to wear. The red and black outfit jumps out at him, so he takes that one out. Around six, he is ready to go. Someone looks nice, Nicole says. Thank you. Are you sure that nothing is going on? I hope she isn't planning on doing a remake of Jungle Fever tonight. I am sure. Somebody has all kinds of jokes tonight. You do look good, though. Thank you. Where are you guys going tonight? We're just going to chill at the house. Tina is making dinner. I just wanted to clean up a little bit. What are you guys planning on doing tonight? You are looking at it. If I get a sudden burst of energy, we may go to a movie. 
That would be fun. If Malcolm stops by, we may go downtown for a while. It's so nice outside, so we may sit on the patio and grab some dinner. Don't have too much fun. I won't. You have a good night. You too. Have fun. I will. He has to make one stop before he heads over to Tina's. He jumps in his car and heads to the store. He laughs at how bad Nick is tripping. What did she expect to happen tonight? Donovan appreciated her because he knew she was looking out for him, though. Maybe she had a problem with her because Donovan had made a mistake with a white woman before he left town. Once he gets the wine, he heads over to Tina's house. He is hoping that the evening will go well. When Tina opens the door, Donovan smiles. She is wearing a medium-length floral dress that fits her very nicely. You look amazing. You look pretty handsome yourself. I thought you might want to have some wine with our dinner. Thanks. Are you going to come in? Sure. Dinner will be ready in a little while. I hope you bought an appetite with you. I did. That's good because I spent a lot of time making this dinner. I hope you enjoy it. I am sure that I will. I think you will. She points to his phone. Donovan looks at her with a confused look. Do you want to play some music, Tina asks. Oh yeah, I can do that. Thanks. Dinner smells good. Hopefully, it will taste as good as it smells. I am sure that it will. I wish we could eat out on the patio, but there is nowhere to sit. That would be nice. Maybe the next time. Do you want something to drink? No, not right now. We just sat down. I don't want you to get back up again. I need to check on our dinner anyway. In that case, what are my choices? I have beer, wine, or Pepsi. I will take a beer. Okay, I will be right back. Tina goes into the kitchen. After a few minutes, she returns. Dinner is almost ready. Here you go. Thank you. Come sit down now. The roast should be done in a few minutes. No problem. I am in no hurry. How are you doing tonight? Tina asks. I am good. How are you doing? I am doing really good. I am wondering about something, though. What are you wondering about? What is the horrifying secret that you are waiting to tell me? What are you talking about? 
there has to be something that you are hiding. You have been too kind to me over the last nine weeks. You dropped everything you had going on to accommodate me. Not many men would do that for any woman. You took the time to help me get my house together. There has to be something that you want. Why did you say that? I have learned one thing in my experiences with men. Most men that appear to be sweet are after something or they have something to hide. I am not like most guys you will meet. I do not have any dark secrets. I am not after anything. I help you because I wanted to. Then you are different. I guess I am. You have shown me kindness. Not many men that I have dealt with have been kind to me. I wonder what is really behind that smile of yours? There is a warm, caring, and humorous person. Hopefully, you get to know that person well. Hopefully, I will. It's my turn now. Miss Tina Lawrence, is there any horrifying secrets that I should be aware of? Like what? Wow, I so enjoyed hearing that. Even though I know that I am the narrator, I too am a lover of audiobooks. And I remember the first time I heard one, it just blew my mind. So I am right there with you with the audiobooks. And I hope our listening audience got that too. And so Mr. Watkins is extremely generous. He's going to tell you all about a promotion that he has for his first audio book. Well, for the first three listeners, yep, send a message to Miss Linda Shaw at Cynthia Sound. They will receive a reviewed copy of the book. Um, Excellent. Now, okay. notice he said a review copy. I am going to emphasize that. You are receiving a free copy. Y'all, this is an 18-hour drama. It is life. It is rich. It is all. You will see a portion of you in it or someone that you know, and you can, if you are willing and open, grow from it. So please, when you sign in and just say, I want my free review copy, okay? Please, right after you review it, we please need you to write that review copy. Every author, every author needs to have their book reviewed. So please, once you get your copy, listen to it and then write that review. Help this first time author so very, very much. You will be blessed from receiving the book and he will be blessed from getting that review from you. I can't impress upon you enough the importance of writing a review. 
And even if you decide to purchase the book you prefer to read, write a review on Amazon. Let others know how awesome this book is. And I'm going to tell you, it is awesome. I was blown away, absolutely blown away to the point that I asked him, what, somewhere in the middle. I hadn't even gotten to the end. And I was like, uh, are you going to do a sequel? And by the time I finished, I was talking about, oh, we need to do a movie. Now, I said this on our very first interview when I first interviewed Mr. Watkins when he completed his book and I was getting ready to start the audio book journey. But it is phenomenal and you will be doing yourself a favor, doing something good for yourself when you purchase When Faith Has Been Exhausted by author. David J. Watkins. I want to thank you so much for listening in on Symphony of Sound. But before we leave, do you have any words of knowledge that you would like to share to a first-time author? I think I would let them know that you have to stay the journey. It is not the easy, it's not an easy thing to do at all. It's a lot of, it's a dedication, it's a sacrifice. And it's something that you just, as you write it more, you get more, as you write it, you get more blessed as you write it. But it's a journey. Like you said, it's a journey. It is such a journey. You know, you start with this raw idea, then you start to add to it. And the journey gets more enriching as you go, but you got to finish the journey out. You know, there's so many things that come against you in life. Family, uh, work, there's a lot, so many things you have to deal with. But if you finish this journey, you will be so blessed. Because when you finish the book, like when I finished it, I couldn't believe I did it. I was mm-hmm. so I was so amazed that this came out of me. So it's a it's a worthwhile journey. It is such a powerful and amazing journey. I, I can't tell you what it is. I can't put into words what God's done for me over the last two years of my life. Amazing. It's just been amazing. It is. It is amazing. As an author myself, I I have to give you the stamp of approval there for dedication and determination, perseverance, trusting in God, pulling on him to give you what you need. Because, oh man, once it's done and completed and you can hold that baby in your mm-hmm. hand, no. it's just yes. like, yeah, yes, <laughs> it is yes. amazing. It is amazing. So. Yes. I'm going to second that anyone who is thinking about it, who has the desire to, but don't feel that they can, I want to encourage you and tell you that you can. And if you have any questions and need any assistance, you can email me directly. I'm putting it out there at lindashawspeaks at gmail.com. That speaks with an S on the end. Mm-hmm. And I will assist you and direct you to your next steps, which mm-hmm. I'm going to just tell you right now, it will be Dixon Publishing. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, we are going to end sharing with you that writing is a gift and sharing your story 
will always be a blessing to someone else. You have no idea what you have to say, how it can bless someone else's life. So know that you are blessed to be a blessing. Pick up that pen and write. And if you have already written, if you're interested in turning your book into an audio book, drop me a line on that too. We can work it out, work it out. David J. Watkins, yes. author of When Faith Has Been Exhausted. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your journey, your, your heart, your desires. It is awesome. And you encapsulated it so well in your book. So thank just thank you. Thank you for being um, a part of Symphony of Sound. Thank you for being a part of, of my life. I, I feel connected to everyone whose book I narrate because I become a part of your story. And it is an honor that I do not take lightly. So again, thank you so much. Symphony of Sound listeners, thank you for listening. Please purchase When Faith Has Been Exhausted. The print book is on amazon.com and the audio book is on audible.com, but you will find that on amazon.com as well. And remember, write a review. We love you. We love you with the love of Jesus. Thank you for sharing. And I'll see you on the first Sunday in February. Thank you, Miss Linda. Thank you. So very welcome. So very welcome. And remember to make us your favorite, whether it's Spotify, Anchor, Apple, or Google Podcasts, whatever platform you use to listen in, make Symphony of Sound your favorite podcast listening channel. God bless and good night. <laughs>